Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Paul. And we're going to challenge you to transform your financial future through the principles of the most profitable business in the world, banking. We believe everyone should be involved in two businesses, the business that you're in and the banking business. Everyday people can replicate what bankers have been doing for centuries to leverage capital and build wealth through private lending. Join us as we uncover the truths about money, expose lies and myths, and flip conventional financial advice on its head. Here we go. All right, Paul, man, I feel like I haven't seen you and haven't seen you since last year, man. <laughs> That's what it feels like. I know. You know, what's funny is we we don't go a day without some sort of correspondence, right? Like right. if you go back and look at our text chain, it's that's probably true. Yeah, probably. But we actually haven't recorded since last year, mm -hmm. so and right. we don't we don't get on Zoom just to catch up with each other. That'd be weird. So, haven't seen you since last year. Yeah. yeah. So how was? I don't think we've talked about your Italy trip. Oh man, how was that? So, <clears throat> so uh, it was it was great. You know, we have really good friends over there, and uh, they're not listeners, but uh, great people. Uh, the food, I was wondering if if people were, like, overhyping it and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, well, we'll see. They they weren't. It was great. Well, because you probably went to local eateries, not the touristy yes. places. Actually, the funny thing is the first place we went after we, you know, we flew in, you know, stayed at their house for a couple of days, then we you went to a Chick-fil-A, Rome. Yeah, and we went to a Hard Rock Cafe because it was the only place open because they shut down in the afternoon a lot uh, of places yeah. Yeah. for their afternoon nap or whatever they're doing. Sometimes, they're doing sometimes they go on strike for an afternoon. When I visited uh, my friends at Aviano and we went to Venice for the weekend, we couldn't yep. get any public transportation there because they were on strike until like 2 p.m. And then they opened everything right back up at 2 p.m. Like, oh, they just took yeah. the morning off and went on strike. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty bizarre, but... Yeah. Uh, you know, I was telling people in my office, I said, you know, because I'm a big pizza pizza eater and critiquer, and the pizza there, I would say the, the average pizza we had was probably, would be a, a number, you know, eight out of 10 pizza in the States. Wow. It was just all different levels of great, I would yeah. say. Nice. And my, my favorite pizza place that we get every Friday here, uh, up until about a month ago, it I don't think it's shut down, but about a month ago, uh, a SWAT team moved in and busted a bunch of the kids that worked there. They were selling drugs out of the back. So maybe that explains why the pizza was so good. But <laughs> I just can't stop eating it. <laughs> I can't. It's so good. You know? Yeah. But yeah, well, cool, man. That's good. I'm glad uh, you guys got that experience. That's memories are something that appreciate with time. Yeah. So once I retire, we should, we should go take a trip. Just, just adults. Yeah. Well, remember that, that link I sent you and, uh, our other buddy right. that yeah. airplane tour around like certain locales at four seasons hotel. Like that's, yeah, that we gotta do that next sweet. year. I think next year, next summer, um, we ought to, we ought to try. Or it to sounds strive. like, it sounds like, a, like a future, um, dateline or, or 60 minutes, you know, these, these three pals, you know, <laughs> lost forever in the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, so we better take a lot of video footage and store it on the cloud so they have to, that to use for, right. the, for the story. Yeah. But Apple won't let them have access to it, probably. Or maybe they would. I don't know. Yeah. But they will for the right price, probably. 
But anyway, we had a interesting uh, day today where we had a meeting together with uh, with a, a, a person that helps us in the business, and and we came up with an idea um, for a for this episode actually. Yep. Yeah. So what I'm gonna do, and you know, this episode may be better suited if you follow along on on YouTube. Uh, so you know, if you have the ability, jump on YouTube and watch it. Because uh, for the first time, I'm recommending you actually watch us. But um, what I'm going to do, I've got a video I put out about three years ago. Uh, It's got 230,000 views right now. It's called The Infinite Banking Concept Explained. It's on YouTube. We put it in the comments before. We've talked about it before. Um, So what we're going to do here is going to do a a review of that video. It's a four and a half minute video. and We'll spend the next 20 plus minutes talking about it. So we'll play a little bit, comment on it. And this is a great, uh, probably a great episode to review if you're really just starting to understand this concept or to pass off to somebody you know who, hey, you know, if they want to learn more, you could try explaining it to them or you could just send them to the video or send them to this episode so they get a, a longer explanation of this video we're about to see. So you got anything else to add for that while I, uh, I'm going to start sharing my screen and get that set up. Now, earlier I was reading through some of the comments, which are majority positive. Uh, but I would say, I'll be honest with you. I think this is the best four and a half minutes in, in the IBC world. I don't think you can conceptually explain it any simpler and any clearer. And I've, I've sent it to people and it's been their light bulb. Um, you know, people that had read Nelson's book, they had read another book, maybe listened to some other stuff, but this was kind of, it kind of all just tied it together for them. Yeah. So I Good. think it's, I think it's fantastic. Uh, obviously replicated it and copied it and put it on my own website. Uh, that's how good it is. So, um, yeah, this is going to be a good episode. Yeah. And this is a great video to share with your spouse if you're trying to get your spouse on board. So, you know, and typically, typically the, the, the people we work with, one spouse is super involved. The other one is kind of, they're along for the ride and they trust the other, their, their spouse. Um, so feel free, pass this on to your, your wife, your husband, uh, whoever you're trying to show, uh, a quick explanation of what this is without you having to try to do it yourself. So with that being said, we'll go ahead and start playing it, uh, from the beginning here and, uh, we'll stop it when it feels right. So speak up, Paul, if uh, there's a good spot to stop that I miss. Here we go. Okay, let's talk about how to control your wealth. First, we start at your income. You probably receive money from either your job, or maybe you're a business owner. Maybe you're retired and you receive a pension, or maybe you were lucky and you got an inheritance. In either case, monthly or bi-monthly, you receive a paycheck. Now when you get that paycheck, there's really only four things you can do with it. You can save it, you can invest it, you can spend it, or you can give it. So that's an important thing that I like to teach my kids. Um, Hey, there's four things you can do with money. Really, if you boil things down, like we, you know, we're, we're all taught to silo our money in so many different places, right? And I think we'll talk about this probably next week on an episode. Um, but if you narrow, if you boil it down, there's only only four things you can do. You can save your money, you can invest your money, you can spend your money, or you can give your money away. Um, so yeah, there's not yeah. much. 
There's not much, much else you can do. I will say that our government and, and, and Wall Street have kind of blurred the lines, haven't they, between those first two, save saving and investing. Good point. Where it's the the military's or the government workers thrift savings plan, which is really just a 401k. Which it's an investment a, plan. It's not it's a savings plan. Right. It's a, right. it's a exception to the tax code where you put money for, for retirement. Right. Um, and you, I guess you could be in the G fund, which is a, you know, a guaranteed, you know, low interest rate thing, but anyway. Sure. Yeah. So no, spot on. Yeah. That's I a like good point. The, uh, I like the, if you've been lucky enough to get an inheritance. <laughs> Yeah, which our kids will, right? Yeah, guaranteed. And all of our clients, their kids will too. Um, yep. But great point. Life insurance is not an investment, period. Yep. Um, it's savings. It's a capitalization strategy. Um, and you can compare it to savings. You cannot compare it to investing. They're two separate things. That's right. All right here we go. Well, what if before we did those things, we first put that money into an area, a place that we control completely. Let's call this place your family bank. Let's stop. And it when right your money's there, inside your right. family bank. Okay, folks. So what we're doing here is changing the sequence of what our money does. And as Dave will go on to explain in this video, before we save, invest, spend, or give our money away, we're going to put it somewhere else first. And that is, I would say, you know, part of the essence of what Nelson was teaching in his book is changing the, our spending pattern in the sequence of our dollar. Yep. There you go. All right. So now we're going to outline all the, all the uh, benefits of sequencing your savings first through your family bank, your, your specially designed whole life insurance policy before you invest, spend, or give. You earn dividends. You earn guaranteed growth for life. It's private. You control it. You earn tax-free growth. You can leverage it and put your money at work in more than one place at a time. You receive protection in the form of a death benefit in case you die. And from creditors in case somebody tries to sue you, your money is protected. And there's zero market volatility. And what does that mean? That means there's no losses ever. There's also opportunity because when you have money, opportunity will find you. So you can use that money for investments or maybe big purchases such as a car or college tuition, maybe a wedding. Then when you okay. want to access that money, because it's liquid, you take it out and you can invest, spend, and give with it. There okay. you go. So, so many different, and now my hand's covering part of the, uh, the description, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, so many different benefits. And this is just scratching the surface really, uh, on those benefits. But I think it highlights the major benefits of these plans of, of infinite banking itself. Um, one of my favorite being opportunities, you know, oppor when, when you have capital opportunities will find you. And, yeah. you know, we talk a lot about that, so I don't need to to you know, repeat myself there, but um, plenty of room for that. Yeah, I think, and we've talked about it a lot, as you said, but when you put your money in a place where you can actually 
use it for stuff, your whole your whole mindset about what's possible in the financial space changes. But people who are locking their money up in 401ks, they're not generally looking for other opportunities. They're just content. And this is the majority of Americans. They're just content because they think, yep, this is the way. This is what I've been told to do. I'm getting the match. And this is what I need to do. But obviously, people who know, know. And people who, infinite bankers in particular, um, they're looking for opportunity. Yeah. And you know, and a lot of people end up waiting until they're close to retirement before they start planning retirement. They may they they've been you know putting money into a four hundred one k for years and years and years, and then they call up a financial advisor at like sixty years old and say, "Hey, I need a hero. I need a miracle. I'm five years from retirement. How can we make what I have right now work and and allow me to live off of it for the next thirty years after I retire?" Right? Yeah. So. It's- Again, I listen to that some of these re- retirement shows on the weekend on the local talk radio, mm-hmm. and they're and they're pretty good actually. Um, but it's there are countless examples of what you just said. People that are a couple of years out, or they're right there. They're they are sixty five, or they are sixty eight, and now they're trying to figure out their distribution plan. Yeah, or did they? Or they're trying to figure out: Do I have enough to actually retire? Even worse. Right. You know, because that that arbitrary number is just what's in everybody's mind. Um, And ideally, they want to retire before that. But, you know, yeah, if you plan ahead early enough, you can. All right. That's right. Moving on. Okay, we got that part. But how do we do this? (laughs) Well, it's kind of like a mortgage. So if you're familiar with homeownership, you understand that you make monthly mortgage payments to the bank. With each payment, a portion of that goes towards the principal balance of the home and you build equity. Now, when you have enough equity built up, the bank may grant you a home equity line of credit where you can access that equity and use it for whatever you want. Now, the family bank operates a lot like this, except with a few distinct advantages. One, with the family bank, you own it which means you control it. Two, it's always guaranteed to increase, unlike your house. And three, there's no required repayments. Okay. All right, so there you go. Um, I can't think of a better analogy than a, than a HELOC on how this works and, and your mortgage, because almost everybody understands how a mortgage works, even if you don't, even if you rent. You probably understand that you're sending money to a landlord who's paying a mortgage and building equity in that in that property, right? Right. So, you know, there's a lot of differences between what we do with uh, infinite banking and your your monthly mortgage, your home, where um, one you're going to build a equity a lot faster, right? Because yep. <laughs> I mean, what's how how much equity have you really built at it like in the first five years of a 30-year mortgage? Not much. Even with and I know folks are a lot of you have 2.25 or 275 or 3% 30-year notes, but still uh for the first five years, most of that money is going toward interest. Plus you had closing costs too, which so probably 85% you know. is is going towards interest. Maybe you 15% of your payments, maybe have gone towards right. the principal balance. 
Right. Uh, so if you buy a, a $500,000 house after five years, if you're lucky, you know, you've, you've got $75,000 of equity. Right. Right. That'd be 15%, right? If I'm not mistaken. Um, so, but so, okay, you got this equity built up. Great. There's a lot of people in that position. Like I think of, um, locales like California and Hawaii. I mean, somebody in Hawaii who bought a house in 1965 for $50,000 now has $1.5 million worth of equity in their home as a retiree. That sounds pretty great, right? But how many of those retirees are actually able to tap that equity for anything whatsoever? Right. And why not? Why won't the banks give them half a million dollars or a million dollars of that equity? That's, That's their money, right? In quotes. Why won't a bank do that? Yeah, it's 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 one of those things, you know, banks only lend to people who don't really need the money. Um, so if you're a 65-year-old, 7-year-old retiree with no when you don't have income, you're not going to get a HELOC. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, you can't you can't repay that loan. The banks you're are going to say, "You qualify based on your retirement income, maybe we can give you $50,000 of your 1.5 right. million in equity." So the only way to access right. that equity now is to sell your home or do a reverse mortgage. Um, and, uh, and then you have another problem. If you sell your home, where do I live now? Right? So yeah. Yep. What if all those years yeah. you had- I, I like the idea. Go you, ahead. You did what you thought was the right thing to do because everyone mm-hmm. was telling you to pay off your mortgages for as fast as possible. Uh, and then we, we kind of take the opposite view. I mean, that's not the end of the world, but I would rather, again, this is real quick. What's the difference, Dave, between having the ability to pay off my mortgage and paying it off? Is the is the Nothing. equity better where in a place where I can get to it and I can still pay off the mortgage at a, at a moment's notice, or I have an emergency now I've got cash. So mm-hmm. anyway, keep that keep that in your mind, folks, as we go through this video. Keep your keep your money where you can get at it. That's the theme we're kind of going after. Yeah. Here. So the difference when you ask that question, the difference is that you have more options. If your equity is That's somewhere right. that you can access it, right? And uh, yeah, you have freedom to maneuver as uh, for a military for our military folks, right? You have there you go. To maneuver. All right. So I think now we're going to get into how uh, how do we do this on the you know the you and me level? How do we create our own bank? Here we go. Okay. So what product are we talking about here? Well, you may have heard of it before. It's called whole life insurance, but more specifically. We use a specially designed life insurance contract, (laughs) something you've probably never seen before. How it works is you capitalize your policy with premium payments. With each premium payment, a large portion of that goes towards cash value in your policy. Once it's in there, it's locked in for good. It can never decrease in value and it will never come out of there. Now over here, we have a separate pot of money. All right, let's stop right there. First, I got to point out that Paul always points this out for me that I misspelled the word designed. So, um, but it was towards yeah, the end of the like, video. I mean, it's, it's way off. There's, it's way <laughs> off. I even, yeah, you can't even recognize so, it. <laughs> the, funny, the funny story, folks, is, you know, Dave obviously spent m- many, many hours back in 2020 when he developed this. Um, and I was the first person other than him, I think, to see it. And I'm, I'm loving it. And I was like, oh, man. Right at the end, he spelt one word wrong. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, I'm like, there's no way I'm going He's, back and redoing all that work. That's right. We, I just we're 
you know, human beings, but uh, you, you, you understand. Yeah. So what we talk about here is we're talking about specially designed life insurance contracts, specifically whole life insurance, and you capitalize your policy with premium payments. That's how you build equity. But once your equity shows up there, it's never going to leave. It's only going to grow. That's and right. it's always going to stay there earning for you, which we'll explain here uh, in the next section of this video here. And you can still get to it. You can get to it anytime you want. In a matter of minutes. Yep. In fact, I, I went online. I was having a, a call with somebody today, not a prospect, but uh, you know, a, a, a business partner. And while we were talking, it's so easy that I logged into my policy, my portal, and I made a repayment. Yep. So- like I, I could do that without even thinking about it and, and still carrying on a conversation. So that's right. Uh, it's about just as easy to, to request a loan too. Yep. All right, here we go. So I said, over here is another pot of money. This money are reserves held by a mutually owned life insurance company. Now, what does mutually owned mean? Well, simply put, you own the company, not stockholders, but you, the policy owner. Now, when you want to access your cash value, you take a loan from the other pot of money and collateralize it with your cash value. No questions asked. You can spend that money however you see fit. And then you create your own repayment schedule. Lots to unpack there. Yeah. All the while, your cash has been sitting safely and securely inside that policy, enjoying all the benefits we discussed above. Lots to unpack. So why don't you unpack some of that for us? Okay. So the, I think the first thing is, what is a mutually owned life insurance company? So basically, folks, there's two different types of life insurance companies. This is going to be for our clients and listeners. This is going to be obvious. But for new people, you have stock insurance companies, right, which are owned by stockholders. You guessed it, right? And then you have mutually owned life insurance companies, which are mutually owned by us, the policy owners. So that means we get to share... Not only do we earn interest, but we also earn non-guaranteed dividends from the mutually owned life insurance company every single year. And the guarantee and the dividends are not guaranteed, but they're very consistent. Some of these companies have paid them well uh, without missing a year for 115, 118, 130, 140 years in a row. Um, so that, that's all it means is the company is technically owned by the policy owners, right? So we get to share in the profits of that company. There you go. And... Also, when we're talking about a separate pot of money, you know, first thing to understand, your cash value is really just a part of your death benefit, right? Your cash value just equals how much of your future death benefit you can access today. How much equity do you have in your asset? That's right. Just like yeah. your home, how much equity do you have in your home that you can access same thing with this. You, you're building equity in the asset, which is the death benefit, which is also growing every single year. So that's what's actually being, it's really your death benefit being collateralized because that and your cash value are one and the same. But I that's say right. ca cash value in this video because it's kind of easier to understand. If you have $100,000 of cash value, that means you can borrow up to $100,000 plus or minus from the insurance company. While your $100,000 stays in your policy, earning those uninterrupted compound, uh, that compound growth right. through interest, you know, the, the guaranteed growth and the dividends that are 
most likely going to be paid out like they have been for the last hundred plus years in a row. That's right. Yeah. And then, you know, do they care what you spend that money on? Nope. Is that even a question when you go in to request a loan? No, it is not. No. Uh, there's basically two questions. How much do you want it? And how should we send it to you? That's right. That's it. Yep. Um, and then the repayment. Let's talk repayment. Oh, <clears throat> well, technically, Dave, like you said, there is no repayment schedule, as you say in the video. Um, we create the repayment schedule. So if I want, if I take a $100,000 policy loan against my death benefit and my plan is to pay $1,000 a month back on that loan. Well, let's say I'm doing that for three months and then, you know, maybe something happens where I need to go buy a crap load of Christmas gifts or something and I don't have the thousand bucks to pay against the loan. Guess what, folks? It's no big deal. Yep. They don't care because you're either going to repay the loan, pay the interest, or you're going to die. So if you pass away, they're just going to pay off the loan with your death benefit and then your beneficiaries would get the net out of that. So there you go. Great. It's a great loan for the company, and it's it's a great loan in a borrowing position for you, the client or the customer. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people in the in a I want to say traditional or maybe coming from a more of a, a Dave Ramsey debt is bad Convention, maybe conventional conventional because this is traditional. I think right, you're right. This is traditional, but conventionally, what we've been taught, you know, um, is that. Uh, if you borrow money, that's debt, right? So, yep, that is that is a fact. When you're borrowing this money, it's the life insurance company's money. So you're borrowing their money and you that's do right. pay some interest on it. Right now, it's a lot lower than what you borrow money at from a, an unsecured loan from a bank. That's for sure. It's not even close. Even a secured loan. Yeah, my 30-year, uh, five-year arm quote right now is 6.75. And the other bank is 6.66. Yeah, which is well above what we have access to uh yep. to money at the life insurance company at correct you know and, and all i have the while, to repay it yeah every month <laughs> yeah yeah you're forced yeah and if if you don't they, they can take your house right? right the bank can um but yeah that life insurance company i mean i've done this so many times take loans and man maybe getting that money back from wherever i put it took longer than i thought but i don't even think about it all I know is, hey, when I have extra cash, I'm putting it back against my loan to repay it because that's where that money needs to sit as opposed to sitting in somebody else's bank. Right. Um, in short, and right, it's it's complete autonomy. It's complete control of the banking function in our life. Yeah. That's what You'll never after, find right? better terms. You'll never find better terms. Even, right. even when interest rates were artificially low from, you know, 2020, 2021, 2022 to a certain extent, yeah. um, it was still the best loan in town. Yeah, but it's good that the rates, I mean, what happens when rates are low like that? People make bad decisions. No question. People take loans because it's like basically free money. False right? signals. Yeah. It sends false signals to business owners, to entrepreneurs, and to just everyday, you know, Joe Sixpack who says, oh, well, it's a 2%, man. I can basically borrow money for free from the bank, go get a new boat. Yeah. That's, yep. you know, that's great. Uh, until, you know, until things change. Yep. Um, like we've seen. So there you go. Uh, if you're in control of that banking function, it doesn't matter what interest rates outside are doing. It doesn't matter what the stock market's doing. 
um, the process of banking continues and you're in control. Yeah, I think that's an important point to make, Dave, is, uh, as you did in the beginning of the video, is that this is not, whole life insurance is not tied to the stock market whatsoever. Right. Yeah. At all. Which is why we like it. If you, Which is I, I got nothing against the stock market. If you want to go play in the stock market, great. Right. But it's kind of nice. Put your money to, here first and then go play. Yeah, it's kind of nice to have a non-correlated asset that if the market goes down, this keeps going up. It is. And we have hours on that topic of sequence of return risk and retirement and other other things. Um, yeah. There's nothing wrong with adding some guarantees into your portfolio. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's finish the last few seconds of this video here. So that's it. That's how you can control your own wealth. If you want to learn more, I recommend buying this book, Becoming Your Own Banker by the late R. Nelson Nash. All right, there you go. I'm going to stop it there because I think after that, I... Um, it just says contact me and you already have our contact info. I think you give like a thumbs up though or something. Or I do give a thumbs up. You want to see the thumbs up? you can reach out yeah. directly to me. I'm happy to talk. <laughs> Look at that thumbs up. That looks like an emoji hand, doesn't it? Yeah, almost, man. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. You guys can, you know, we got the, the link to this one in the show notes. So we'll put right. the link to that video there. Go watch it um, and do yourself a favor. And if you've got the time... I recommend reading the comments. I mean, there's hundreds of comments and I responded to a whole lot of them. And then kind of over the last year, I just stopped responding actually. But um, I've got a lot of responses and other people jump in and respond to comments too. Um, yep. So you you hear every objection uh, that, that we've ever heard in, their, in those comments, right? Um, which is fine. Uh, it is what it is. And then, uh, but then you you get my rebuttal to those on a lot of them, the earlier comments. So for the first couple of years. So spend some time looking at that. If you watch that video and read the comments, you'll understand, I don't, you'll understand enough to be able to move forward is what I would say. Are you looking at comments right now? You know what I am? I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I was, I scrolled all the way to the bottom and, uh, you know, I would say most of the comments are probably positive, but these th at the bottom here, there seems to be a lot of just, um, just, just stupid comments. Oh, there, there's you. What did you say to this guy? Oh, that was how can we talk? So that's a good comment. Uh, oh yeah, it's I love it. You know, God, God bless people. They just don't, they don't know, they don't know. You know, and it's right. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. That's fine. It's not for everybody. Right. Some people don't, uh, some people don't want to take control. Um, they can't get over the, the difference between, um, investing and savings. Like that's huge. If you that's can't right. understand the difference there, like we talked about right at the beginning of this, um, then you need to go back and, and focus on that. Learn the difference before you move on. Yeah. Tier one capital folks. That's what we're trying to create for our own, our own families here. Guaranteed Just, liquid yep. capital. Same kind of capital the banks own. You know, they own billions of dollars of whole life insurance. So why not take a page out of their book? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they probably own a lot of those policies that people surrendered. Probably bought those. Well, out. it's and and folks, you can actually look that up on, on uh St. Louis Fed website too. You can see the big banks tier one capital holdings and yeah, but they'll never they'll never recommend you buy whole life insurance. No, you have to give your money to them. Yeah, right. Do their five year CD. 
That's right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, again, this is an episode probably better fit for YouTube. Um, so just find our YouTube channel, subscribe, um, and uh, help us get more, uh, more organic um, views out there. Keep spreading this message. So, all right. That's all we got. That's all I got. Anything? I have no, no, I, I've got nothing to add. I'm glad, I'm glad we did an episode. Uh, this was, this was a good idea, uh, on your video. And, um, I think people will find tremendous value from, from, uh, from watching it. And, uh, yeah, it's good. Good. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. And until then control your capital or somebody else will. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to have a conversation with us to see how you can become your own banker, or if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to tackle on a future episode, please send us an email to David and Paul at the IBCguys.com. And subscribe and leave us a review if you're on Apple. Follow and leave us a five-star review if you're on Spotify. And please share this with your friends. We'll see you next week.